The Oracle Network. another episode of Once Upon a Nightmare. I am your host Lorraine and this week I'm joined by Brooke and Mark from a podcast on Elm Street. Hello chaps, how are you? I never say chaps. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, we're good. Or I'm good yeah, anyways. I'm, I'm doing good as well, yeah. Yeah? Um, cool, I got your name right because it's so, I always just want to say a nightmare on Elm Street. It's really, it's like you know when you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you know yeah. you shouldn't jump over. It's like that with this. <laughs> yeah. Amusing. Um, so why don't you tell everyone who you are and about your podcast for those that don't know. All right. So like Lorraine said, we are a podcast on Elm Street. We're just a couple Canadian boys that uh, wanted to do a podcast on horror movies a couple of years ago. Uh, we've been doing it ever since. We release weekly episodes on different horror movies. We try and go a little off the radar with some of our movies and hopefully... Um, open people's eyes to different horror movies that are out there, not just the the mainstream ones that mm. everybody talks about and sees. Um, yeah. But yeah, we are going to be starting our winter movies, I guess. I don't want to say Christmas movies, but winter movies because December's coming up. Um, so keep mm-hmm. an eye out for those. Are you doing any Christmas-based ones like Christmas Christmas? Uh, our next episode is going to be Edward Scissorhands. So I, I guess Aww. that's kind of christmas it's definitely winter but yeah uh, i don't know what yeah. brooke's next movie is going to be so we'll have to see i haven't even oh. picked my next one to be honest i'm still <laughs> trying to figure out <laughs> there's too many isn't there because i often do that i search for what i want and i'm just like there's too many yeah I just can't can't pick sometimes so yeah oh, it's I a know. bit annoying every week um okay so when it comes to horror what is your favorite type of genre mine psychological which i say all the time mm-hmm. so what would uh, yours be Whoever wants to go first. Uh, it's funny. Mine's actually the same as yours, psychological. Oh, okay. What yeah. kind of films do you yeah, like just, in that? Um, like, I like Get Out a lot. Um, American Psycho is my favorite horror movie, and that kind of is like a blend of a whole bunch of different like subgenres of horror. Yeah. So I'd say like those two are up there. I don't know. I like a movie that will keep me thinking about it for you know weeks or months later. Or if me and Mark are talking about the podcast and we both like think of something we didn't notice in the movie and just on the spot, like, oh, this hot, what are this and this? It kind of makes it like talk to other people mm. about it. Cool. What about you, yeah. Mark? Um, I'm a big slasher fan, but I yeah. also like this new age of horror that's coming out. So I guess you could call it psychological horror, like with the get outs and the us and, uh, What's some of the other ones that I'm trying to think? Of? I've never seen Get Out. Oh, it's a good one. I know. I don't oh, know really? why I haven't seen it because I loved Us, and everyone keeps on mm-hmm. to me about seeing Get Out, and I never, I've never got round to it. And I don't know why. I need to, yeah, I need to get on that one. Um, and like with Hereditary and Midsommar, and I'm a big fan of The Lodge, even though Brooke hates that movie. I hate Hereditary. <laughs> really. Oh yeah, and I, I think some oh, people actually oh. like they get proper angry, like when you say, "I liked it." up until when it started going stupid at the end and they're like mm. all that kind of st- I, I was just like no yeah. up until then it was really mm. good and then it just went I just said no you've, lo- you've lost me now it's a bit <laughs> silly and I haven't seen Midsummer solely because my brother-in-law shuddered he went oh like that and he never does with horror films because apparently it's meant to be that <laughs> graphic so, there's there's a couple scenes yeah are they that bad mm-hmm. the the one is <laughs> yeah yeah okay. the one is just like holy yeah. shit like where did that come from it, you, see, it just takes you by surprise yeah see i'm terrible is it gory or is it like torture or that no that one scene is gory and there's another kind of quick scene that's kind of gory but the movie's like two hours long so overall like there's not that much violence okay. in it to be honest yeah 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 i keep on uh, putting it off because i'm a bit of a wimp I don't know why I do horror because I'm such a wimp when it comes to it. I, I like to torture myself, but yeah, 
Yeah, I must try them out. Okay, um, cool. So if you want to start getting into the film now. Um, sure. So An American War from London was written and directed by John Landis. It's an 18, had a budget of 10 million and made 30.6 million worldwide. Stars David Norton as David, the original. Griffin Dunn as Jack, two mates from America who take a trip to the UK. Warwick's while exploring the moors of North England, they come across a werewolf and are brutally attacked. Jack does not survive, but David does, and soon realises that when a full moon occurs, strange goings-on will happen. Isn't this fun, lovely stroll on the moors? Did you hear that? I heard that. What is it? You think it's a dog? Nice doggy. Good boy. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. A wolf. My friend Jack was just here. <laughs> Told me that I will become a monster in two days. Your dead friend, Jack. Yes. You gotta believe me, David. Believe what? You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. A what? You'll become. I know. I know. A monster. <laughs> A naked American man stole my balloon. What? What did I do last night? You don't remember? The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. Run! Good Lord. <laughs> so is this your first time watching it or have you seen it before uh it's my first time in a long time um i've seen it a couple times yeah I think the first time i watched it was maybe two years ago maybe oh okay it's not that long hmm. no 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 i i saw this back when it well probably late 80s I definitely, it was definitely okay. before 1988. Yes, I'm that old. Yeah. It was definitely before 1988 <laughs> because I moved to Ireland in 1988 and I remember seeing it before I left. So um, I hadn't seen it, I don't think, since then. And I'd forgotten, I think, most of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. That's kind of the boat that I was into. I didn't I didn't watch it in the late 80s, but it's been a long time. <laughs> you were probably born in the late 80s, weren't you? <laughs> uh, 89, yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just made it. Um, yeah, because the only thing I remember, you know, the, the tunnel scene is that we have a place where I live in Bath where you walk under the road to get across okay. it. And it always reminds me, I always think of that when I walk mm-hmm. through it. So I avoid it okay. for some reason. But yeah, yeah. So that's how I remember uh, when I saw it but um so did you I kind of found it a bit silly and comedy in parts and then I found it gory mm-hmm. and then I found it sad mm-hmm. so it was a bit of a all over the place what did you think of it in that way in that respect I yeah I mean I I can agree with that and John Landis like he's predominantly a comedy director or producer yeah. like he started Blues off Brothers, with Animal yeah. House and yeah. Blues Brothers yeah um so I think it's I don't want to say like he didn't know how to transition into horror, but I feel like he maybe eased his way into it with some of the comedic factors. Yeah, because um, the be- boys were a bit, you know, laddish, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, didn't take anything mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. the whole way through it. Yeah, and I yeah. found that the whole storyline with Jack where he keeps coming back and is like he's all like tattered up and his kind of comedic um stuff with uh david i thought it was really good mm. yeah no i thought that was good because he kind of i think he was the main humor of it like especially he was like oh have you ever talked to corpses they're so boring <laughs> you know things like that and i think he was i was w- wondering was he torturing him because when when they go onto the moors and he's attacked like david kind of legs it which you know i suppose you can't really blame him at the same mm-hmm. time but maybe maybe it's kind of a bit of a payback for him him running off yeah i was kind of thinking that too like when that scene was happening i was like i don't, I was trying to picture what i would do in a situation like that like would you try and help your friend or would you just take off running and i don't know i 
kind of felt like he was being a bit of an asshole for leaving his friend there. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know what I would do. Well, I suppose it got, it was so big and the attack was quite quick and brutal. Mm-hmm. Like what would you have done with something yeah. that big? I suppose at the same breath, but what did you mm-hmm. think? Cause I lived in, I know this, I didn't realize this was filmed in Wales, but it's based in the Moors in North England. And I used to live there in okay. the Moors in North England and uh, the whole pub mentality like, do you have that kind of small... What part of Canada are you guys from? We're in Ontario. Is it, like, small there, or is it, like, city-esque type place? Uh, there are, like, both, like, Toronto is huge, mm. and Ottawa is fairly big, where, like, that's where Brooke is. But, like, mm. I live in a little small town. I wouldn't necessarily say we have, like, a pub mentality, but... Mm. I feel like in a situation like where there's this sort of story or this background of this town, I feel like my town would probably stick together a little bit more than a big city would. But yeah, it was very small mm-hmm. town mentality, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I, yeah, I especially in that one in that one bar, the slaughtered lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there Love was the no lamb. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah, lamb. great name. Where's the lamb? Yeah, because when they went in, they were really like, because the north of England, it's like Ireland, it's very friendly. And I thought they're really not, you know, coming across like, I mean, in southern England, it's not very friendly, but in the north, mm. it is. And I thought they're not really coming through very well. They were very rude, barely mm. would give them a drink. And mm-hmm. I think sending them off, knowing that mm-hmm. was a bit of a dick move. Yeah. Yeah, because even the main bartender lady like the owner she she wanted to bring them back and i guess they're kind of stuck in that weird situation because they know what's happening in their town so you know they they kind of have to protect themselves but also Mm. not get people killed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they must have known who the guy was because when they shot the wolf the werewolf it turned back into the bloke didn't it that's a question i had yeah, because yeah. the guy was naked, wasn't he, lying on the floor, yeah. on the grass? So that must have been mm-hmm. someone they knew. So why didn't they just kill him? Well, I suppose maybe they stay out the way because they were like, it's a full moon. But then I'm like, why are you in the pub? Wouldn't you stay in your house? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, it's, I, like, maybe it's I like that Shaun of the Dead mentality where they all just kind of reconvene <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> we're not all like that over here (laughs) whenever whenever there's a problem we just all go to the pub as nice as as that sounds but yeah no I thought it was and then they all show up so yeah I thought that was a bit of um a bit of a strange thing and then obviously the different kind of attitude when they moved down south Mm -hmm. like I thought that hospital it was very 70s England yeah so it was Mm -hmm. but they weren't very um they weren't very nice to them, I don't think. Especially that guy that was, I think he was the lawyer or insurance guy or something. You know, the friend of the family. The friend of the family. You know the guy I... that came in and he was like, oh, we stopped being hysterical. Was that the the uh, think... the ambassador for the United oh, States? The ambassador, if that's who he was. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Was right... yeah, I thought he was kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and because there was no, like, um, <laughs> compassion there that your friend has just died, you know? Mm-hmm. Get over it. It's been 20 yeah. minutes. Get over it. <laughs> Move on. And as, he, as he's walking out, he says to the doctor, he's like, these goddamn kids have no respect for anything or something like that. I was like, this, <laughs> yeah. this guy should be dead, really. Like, Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. Um, so what did you think when he, when he was attacked? I, I forgot about this bit, the gore factor in that, because I forgot, that's one thing I did forget about this film is how gory in parts it was. And mm-hmm. that was really quite brutal, like when he... Like, I kind of had to, you know, step back a bit and not look. <laughs> I'm, I'm a wimp, honestly, I am. But yeah, did you think that this film was particularly gory in parts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the early 1980s, it was, especially the makeup effects that they have on Jack whenever he first shows up um, mm-hmm. in the hospital room, I thought was really hard to look at because there's like pieces of him that are just like hanging yeah. off. And yeah, yeah. And you can see like tendons under his skin that's kind of hanging off and stuff. This uh, this movie was the first film to ever win the Academy Award for Best Makeup, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, because it was. I I don't know if you've ever seen the film The Elephant Man. I think they I did. Haven't. Oh God, such a good film, but you know, 
if you don't cry then there's something wrong with you it's so sad but it's it's a really really good film but the um they didn't have it for that so i think mm. that's why they did it because they said yeah. there should have been a makeup part for him because that, that film is so good and especially mm. that's i think that's obviously 70s um but i thought the effects in this were actually really good to say it was they were quite impressive actually like especially yeah. like that jack bit at the beginning like mm. it looked Real apparently a piece of like they they cut a scene because a bit of toast they had a bit of food fall out of his neck or something. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a lot they cut in it, but apparently that's one of them because they just thought like it doesn't matter that his neck is like hanging out. Don't yeah. you watch the toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was reading a bit of trivia and I guess uh, John Landis whenever he was approving um, a remastered edition of the movie in mm. like the early two thousands. He was kind of like appalled at how gory the movie actually was, like oh, really? in the rem- in the remastered version. Yeah. Hmm. God, so what did they cut out of it then? Because apparently they cut quite a bit out of it. Well, mainly I think the sex scene they did and the killing of the um, the homeless people apparently was meant to have been really brutal. Mm-hmm. And there was mm-hmm. quite a lot of brutal stuff left in it. So God, what must they have cut out? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to see. What are you looking up? Oh, there. Yeah. I was just seeing if they had cut anything out that it's in that trivia, but I don't see anything. Yeah. Well, the sex scene they did because obviously he meets that um, nurse. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, she takes him back a bit too quickly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that, that's a nitpick I had to. Like, you just meet this guy who's American, comes to London, and then all of a sudden you bring him to your place. He's living there with you, basically. And mm-hmm. I didn't believe their chemistry together it was true love i don't know if it was Was like i don't know if it was the actors or just the writing that kind of made me feel that way yeah no i did believe it too because when they were in the hospital like obviously the police came the whole police thing i didn't get either because like had they done an autopsy you or looked at jack you would have seen the claws you know, a man couldn't do that. They could, yeah. they couldn't. A man or a woman couldn't do that. But so it would have been an up and open and shut case. Really, he was attacked by an animal. You know, it's not a strange thing that would have happened. Mm-hmm. So why why were they so unwilling to not look at that option? Because and go to all this hassle of saying it was some madman that is. You know, that made no sense. Yeah, that's something I didn't really understand either. Because, like you said, like you open up his shirt and he's got a big claw mark across yeah. his chest. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even hand wise, you'd need to have, like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know I if can... that. I was gonna say I don't know if that cop, if they are based in London or they're the cops that are from, I guess that town or that part. Because it seemed like the one detective was covering up, and the other one was kind of like saying, like, mm. well, he said it was oh, an animal. And then me, they're like, oh, no, I can't be blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think they had a southern accent, but I might be wrong. So I think they were London police because, yeah, the the, mm. the young lad, he wasn't listening to him at all. And to be fair, while they kind of portrayed him as some sort of buffoon, he was the only one that was talking sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other guy just didn't didn't want to know. And again, that's very 70s England like they just I, I just didn't understand that because unless they had some sort of connection, because why would you hide that? Because werewolf is a stretch. If someone says you got attacked by a werewolf, you'd be like, okay, weird. But you know, you could say, God, mm-hmm. I don't know what animals roam England though, that we could do something like that. I don't think we have those type of, like you guys have bears and stuff, don't you? We don't, mm. we don't have yeah. bears <laughs> roaming around. Yeah. And is whenever it- they were walking, like at the start, I think mm. Jack or David says it's coyote. And then one of them yeah. says, "Oh, there's no coyotes in England." <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. We don't have any of that. So I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe because they couldn't explain it, so it's easier to think that some guy with a they mustn't have done it because they said they kind of buried him straight away, didn't they? So they mustn't have done any mm-hmm. sort of autopsy on him. Mm-mm. No. Do you no. do you have any dangerous animals there? Like, if you don't have bears or wolves or coyotes, some or dogs can be quite aggressive at times. Cats okay. may scratch you. <laughs> <laughs> we have zoos <laughs> with lions. Um, no, we don't have anything. I really no, not no. We we don't actually have because I was actually today we had some really bad weather last night and we had a little bit of snow 
And when I say a little bit of snow, you know, you could barely see it. And we had to drive. And I was like, are we going to be okay driving? And I think of you guys in Canada <laughs> with your snow. England falls apart when there's any sort of bad weather. And it would equally fall apart if we had any sort of dangerous animal. Yeah. We just can't cope with anything. <laughs> That's so, too yeah, funny. I don't think we have anything. No, we don't. Snakes. But I don't even okay. know if you have any dangerous ones of those. So you could like walk down, like walk in the forest in the middle of the night and not really have to worry about anything. No, the whole lot. No, not just people, weirdos maybe, but I don't think they'd even be down there. But no, I I wouldn't. (laughs) If I went into a forest, I wouldn't be worried about animals. Huh. Mm. Why would you? cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What would you be worried about? Bears? Bears, yeah. Oh, they're so cute though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you come face to face with one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, no, we we don't. So that yeah, we don't have anything. So yeah, I don't know how they would have explained that away with an animal, but hmm. yeah, there must have been something behind it because I I don't I didn't get why they did that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why they they were so quick to just dismiss that thought is because, like you said, like what animal here could do yeah. that? Yeah. Because here, if we said, yeah, it was, a, it was a bear attack, and then they saw that big claw mark across the chest, like they would believe that in a heartbeat. They wouldn't even yeah. second guess it. Yeah, that's true. And then when he's in there, obviously telling him all this, he starts having those dreams, which they were pretty bloody gruesome. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> they were very weird. Yeah. yeah. They were really weird, weren't they? And then they did I... that kind of exorcist. Was that the exorcist <laughs> thing that when he was lying in the bed? I think so. That was from The Exorcist, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When he like when his face mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I like uh, I like how every time what was his name Jack? What was his friend? Uh, David. Name? Oh, Jack comes Jack. back. Yeah, Jack's the yeah. guy. I like mm. how every time he comes back, he's just like gets increasingly worse. Mm. Like the way that he looks. Like whenever he first comes to see him, he's like it's like right after the attack, so he's all torn yeah. to shreds. Yeah, and then another time he comes back and he he looks like a little bit more like a corpse, and then the last time he comes back he looks like he was just like exhumed from a grave, and he was like his skin was all green and his teeth were all like rotting out of his face and his lips were all like kind of peeled back. I just thought it was really cool how every time we see him it's a different progression. So what would have happened? Mm -hmm. Because he said that for him to kind of be taken out of this limbo, David would have to die. Mm -hmm. So what if David? didn't you know he went off to live somewhere that nobody would he just like you know like go further and further of his skin <laughs> falling off like how that's the thing you see because the the the, um, the way he went it was very quick mm-hmm. you know on on how he looked yeah i don't know you just start coming yeah i think it was maybe it's just like instead of like a ghost like it's just jack <laughs> showing these things to david Mm. like trying to get to convince him to kill himself because mm. if he shows him how bad he's getting then like maybe that will convince david to kill himself That's and true. end the bloodline yeah yeah and his, his last you know when he was screaming and banging on david banging on the nurse nurse to come and then mm-hmm. that's when she takes him home after that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't get any of that um but I, th- I think Jack Jack for me was my favorite one in it, to be honest with you, because he was the one who kind of provided the humor. He was the one who explained it. But then I suppose like, you know, you're not going to believe it, are you? If someone come in and started saying that to you, mm-hmm. you know, but I thought I thought mm-hmm. he was um, pretty funny. Um, he's a director as well now, isn't he? Um, Griffin Is Dunn, the guy that played him. Yeah, I was a fan of his oh. in the 80s. He was in Who's That Girl with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've seen it. It's really good. It's really good. So what did you think, actually, of why the doctor believed him? Like, why did the doctor go all the way up back up north to find out questions? Because, you know, a man of science, usually they're a bit more unlikely to think that way. But he was quick to kind of believe him more than anyone. I think maybe he just didn't believe the cops that were there like the detective that was showing up like it seemed like they pushed everything under the rug and like wrapped up the case very quickly and maybe he kind of did believe david a little bit i suppose when you see that big scratch on his chest and what happened and the fact that they hid uh jack sent him home for a funeral really quickly Mm -hmm. 
that he bragged about when he was telling him about everyone that showed up. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it, to see if he shows up at your funeral? Yeah. Did they cry hard <laughs> enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. And again, he goes up and he gets the same kind of treatment from from them. Mm-hmm. You know, about keeping quiet until that guy tells him. Mm-hmm. Do you think he believed in the actual werewolf theory or did do you think he just went up to investigate a little bit more of what could have actually happened? I think he was, I think he was open to it because mm-hmm. he just, the way he, I don't know. It's just, I, I do. I think he was open to it because the way he went up there and, you know, because where he went, it's a you know, good four hours drive up the M1. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the way he was willing to listen to that other guy who sounded like a crazy person, you know, the one that was outside in the rain. Yeah. But, and I think then by the way that they were acting so suspicious, that didn't help their cause. Yeah. You know? So what about you, Brooke? Did you? Um, yeah, I think especially the the dart throwing guy, like when he's out in the rain and he starts, mm. he calls him over and is telling him about it. Then the the one bald guy was kind of, you know, rude and just like, you said enough and mm. that's it. So I think maybe he's just trying to protect their little town yeah no that that's that's fair enough but I, I think it's good that he found out and then he went down and told Alex so the I suppose one of the biggest scenes was when one thing when you know when the trans before he transforms into the werewolf David mm-hmm. when he goes back mm-hmm. why is that I know this is a, such a stupid little thing but why is his door open <laughs> that really annoyed me he went and opened the front door and then he went and opened the, the other door like was it because so he because he couldn't open it as a werewolf. I don't know. Like, why did he? That really annoyed me. I don't know why. But what did you think of the whole transformation thing? I thought it looked amazing. Wasn't it great? Yeah. For for that yeah. time period, that transformation is incredible. Yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. I really. Um, like the fact that it's all practical effects and everything mm-hmm. was made by hand, even just for like this seven second scene. Um, so much work and effort went into it, and it it really shows. Hmm. I watched a little video on it today, actually, and um, I didn't. Re- well, I suppose it wasn't his body, but I didn't realize they had him in the floor. He was in the floor, David. Oh, really? So he was in the floor for ages because basically all that's of him is, um, you know, the body isn't him. Mm-hmm. So he was like describing, like with the hand, he had his arm behind his back, and they just put a fake hand in front of him, and it shot, you know, to make it grow. And when he was on the floor, there was a guy under with poles making his feet go bigger. That obviously weren't okay. his feet. Mm. And the way they did the the hair grown was reversed footage. Okay. And uh, but the facing, you should have a look for it online because um, it's David Norton himself. He's being interviewed by this guy, and then yeah. he's talking about the way they. Well, obviously, the face isn't him, but the way they they did his face and stuff. And mm. it's it's actually really interesting, really uh, quite impressive actually how they did it all again, especially for the eighties. Yeah, I'll definitely look look that up. Yeah. Yeah, I think the transformation is probably the most iconic Mm. part of this movie that everyone remembers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do got to say, I did not like David's acting like right before it (laughs) happened because he's like sitting in the dark and then all of a sudden he just stops and just starts like screaming. He's like, it's so hot in here. I'm burning up. And (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I was the other way when he was screaming, help me, help me. I felt really sorry for him. And you were sitting there laughing at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I felt really sorry for him. But like, first of all, I thought he's making a lot of noise and he's in a flat in the middle of London. They've obviously got neighbours. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you think about these things because it's a film. You really shouldn't. But like he was being so loud. But you, but you can imagine, though, the terror. Like he yeah. looked terrified. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if you'd started your hand started doing that in front of you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. really terrifying and I just felt really sorry. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel sorry for him, but I mean, the whole movie up to this point, Jack has been telling him like, Hey, you're going to be tra- transforming tomorrow. Like you have till tomorrow. And like, yeah, David didn't really believe him, but he did give him but warning. Would you, if Mark told you that, would you believe him? <laughs> probably not and then you'd be like i burned it shit i should have listened to 
Yeah, no, I find the whole thing terrifying. But I thought it was a brilliant. I thought it was really good the way they did it. And mm-hmm. then when he actually does get out, that's kind of we don't see too much. But when he gets those two people, you know, the couple that are on the way to the party, mm-hmm. and the way he goes for them, I felt sorry for them. But I didn't feel sorry for the other guy that came out with the drink. <laughs> did you only feel sorry for them because they were like walking as a couple? but they were just like all happy and jolly and they're like we're going to a party and then you know he was they just kind of got caught unaware as well as the other guy i don't know i didn't like him <laughs> <laughs> but you see because is, is his hand that we see on the floor that's been ripped apart when, when he comes out he looks he kind of walking along and he he looks down and isn't it a bit of a hand yeah i think so mm-hmm. is this guy proper i haven't seen the howling i don't have you guys seen the howling yeah. Is that that brutal? Because that's 1980, isn't it? Is that 1980 or 81? I don't remember it being this graphic, no. I actually found the howling to be kind of boring. I'm probably going to get flack for that, but... Yeah, um, he, this yeah. one proper tells them, tears them apart, doesn't he? Like, he, he mm-hmm. proper goes for it, like. Yeah. yeah. I find that bit a bit um, a bit disturbing. But he, he gets quite a few as well that night, because he goes for those... I wonder, did he get the dog? Just with the dog with the homeless people. <laughs> that one runs off. But yeah, the homeless people that he gets. But that, again, that was cut out. And then the um, train tunnel, what do you call them? Underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a subway. You, subway. You guys call it subway, yeah. Uh, yeah, the underground. Um, when he, he gave up a bit too easily, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I've been to London a few times in the underground. Mm-hmm. Like, there is some stations where it is, like, long tunnels like oh, that. God, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from because he's, you know, jogging for a while and then sm- slips and smashes his face on the escalator. And I think he just kind of gives up at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of irritated me, though, the way he just laid there. And then he had the cheek when they're in the porn theater. I didn't know they had, to, like, a place that just shows porn isn't that a bit weird like just I, blokes sitting yeah. with other blokes watching porn yeah i wouldn't be going no me either but i'm I, that was a pretty predominant thing like i think especially in like new york and big cities like that i think they were all over the place yeah it was such a strange strange set i, I don't understand why why you'd sit and watch porn with someone unless it's your partner but like you know yeah with some sleazy blokes um, but I just thought it was really weird. They didn't have the internet back then. This is the only way they could watch it. Yeah, but do you think they were, would you sit with your mates and watch? Because I've heard that blokes no. do, I'm sorry, I know I'm putting you two on the spot here, but I've heard that mates do that, that they would sit and watch a porno film. Isn't that weird? No? Yeah. No, like, no comment? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but, um, when I was, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, you got to watch this. Like, look what I just found. But I'd, I think that would be. I think that would be the extent of it. What when you were like twenty five? Yeah, I think like yeah, no, like, like the extent. Yeah, like whenever like maybe like we're sixteen or seventeen, like we would like yeah. sneak down in the basement and they'd have like those like late night, um, pornos like not like hardcore, but you just like put it on with your buddies and just not like you wouldn't do anything. You just sit there and watch it and just would kind you of discuss what was happening, or would you just? Sit. Just kind of laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I do it differently. <laughs> Such a pro. <laughs> um, God, yeah. that was just I just thought it was it was such a strange. And that there wasn't hardly anyone in there as well, which was a bit weird. There was about I think I saw about three or four blokes. Yeah. Like sat there. Um. But yeah, I thought it was a bit weird when he is sat down with Griffin Dunn again, um, with Jack, and he's got the people there. And that guy starts on, mm-hmm. you know, you've left my wife, you know, widow and stuff like yeah. that. I thought that was a bit, bit of a strange um, scene. I suppose they're trying to pull on your heartstrings there, but I didn't care about him, the mm-hmm. subway guy. You know. Yeah, I don't know if the viewers are supposed to care about those other people no. that come through, or if it's just specifically for um, David to make him feel terrible for what he's done in order to, mm-hmm. to kill himself. But the couple didn't, they seemed really jolly still. You know, the couple that got killed. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, I sorry, think, uh, 
I think Jack is explaining more to him, and one of the like homeless people like turns mm. around and says, "Oh, yeah. he's not my friend. I don't care about him." Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought when with that scene though, because he when he turns and he's like shouting at that guy, "Run! Like go away!" and he just stands staring at him as he's starting <laughs> to change again. Yeah, I was like, you know, if someone I wouldn't care. I just if someone's shouting at you to run away, just you know, obviously something wrong with them, but mm-hmm. um. That was rude. when he when the cops went down and we saw him ripping apart um, your man that was on the floor. Now that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Like he was proper mm-hmm. going for it, and that cop just like, why did he go and explore so much with his bloody? Because we don't have a lot of our cops don't have guns. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our co- a lot of our cops don't even have guns. My God, I might move out there. We don't really have any much gun crime over here at all because nobody has one. Huh. <laughs> They've got truncheons. Give you a pat on the head. Canada doesn't have a lot of gun crime, but I mean, yeah. Your your police have have guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think ours Mm -hmm. can be trusted. But then North America, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) We won't get into that. Um, But yeah, the way he went through with just that, that torch and mm-hmm. that but that that was really gory and brutal but i thought the whole kind of from then on it just got really crazy and manic and you didn't know where to look and there were all those people and this car i mean that end scene what did you think of that whole end scene after he leaves the the porno place like when he's in the alley well before that like you know with the car crashes and the people flying through windows oh, yeah. and people barricading the door and people running to it like <laughs> It was just crazy. The whole end scene, I find mm-hmm. it quite stressful to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they picked a good location. So if I remember correctly, I think Piccadilly Circus is like where a lot of like the big stores and shops are, I think. Oh, God, I haven't been to London. It looks like that. I think, um, yeah, I haven't been to Piccadilly London. I don't know London that well at all. I try and avoid oh, okay. it, if I'm honest with you. It's <laughs> yeah. too busy. I don't like busy. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of chaos that's happening in that final scene. That must have taken a lot to film, though, because that was just like every car was crashing in, people were flying out of windows, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people. I think it was a bus there at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just yeah, I just thought that was very manic, and I'd say that took quite a while to shoot as well. And especially whenever the cops uh, like close the gate to the porno mm. place. And everyone's like gathered around. There's so many people that are walking up. All these cops show up and they're trying to tell people to leave. And people are still just trying to get as close as possible. Yeah, because I don't think at that real at that stage they realize what it is, do they? Do they? I know that they woman just know was it's shouting. Some... Yeah, oh, no, exactly. Because the cop came out as well, didn't he? And then he pulled it down. Yeah, and then mm. they were all just. But even even when they when they kind of did know what it was, they didn't go running for dear life. They ran towards it, the danger. I think it's just like people's need or craving to see like what's going on. Like it's like a car accident, right? Like mm. you want to look away, but as you're driving by, you're kind of going like this and trying to see as much of it as you can. Like it's it's kind of a sick thought to have, but I think it's it, it kind of has something to do with that where people just have this need to see what's going on. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. I don't know. Would I? I think I'd. I'd probably just go in the opposite direction. Yeah, I wouldn't be running towards a werewolf. <laughs> no, but even the mess, like the chaos, because yeah. like you know, with everyone crashing like that, you'd obviously know something was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't get why people would run, run towards that. People crave chaos. They really do, don't they? I suppose, yeah, it's like when there is a car crash and it's even pulled onto the side of the road. Mm-hmm. People drive slowly past it mm-hmm. and some people film it. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. would you do that? That's insane. Um, but yeah, so what did you think of when she... Because I felt sorry. No, this is where it gets sad for me is when she goes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Like, I, I, I really felt bad for her. And you can kind of see David or the werewolf, like his facial expression kind of drops a little bit, mm. but then he like snaps back into werewolf mode and <clears throat> excuse me, and tries to attack her. And then he gets shot right in front of her. 
And I think the icing on the cake with this whole like sadness part is the fact that we see him as David mm. afterwards. See, that's the thing. They changed black back pretty quickly because the guy at the beginning did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's as soon as soon as they die, the curse is lifted. Yeah, because when they change back normally, you presume it would take a bit longer. But yeah, but no, but it was it was very like it's instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be a little bit of um, yeah. No, I felt yeah, really the part that for- got me, uh, the part that got me, I felt sorry for him was when he was in the, the phone booth, like before he mm. turns for the last time Yeah, and he calls back home and is talking to, I think his 10 year old sister, sister. Mm. and, you know, says, you know, tell parents, I love them and I love you too. And all that stuff. And then he's like mm-hmm. with the knife on his wrist and he's about to kill himself, but then he doesn't. Yeah, no, I I find that as well. And because like, obviously she's 10 and he's probably her goofy older brother. She Mm -hmm. just was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Like, as if Mm -hmm. he was being silly, almost. I didn't know in that. I don't know, you know, would he have got very far with that knife when he was in the phone box? It looked very, you know, because he was going to slit his wrists, I take it. But it just didn't. I don't think it would have been very effective. Yeah. It looked very... Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but I suppose it's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Like, you know, I know he should have killed himself, but it's a very, you know, at the end of the day, it's a very hard thing to do, even if you, I suppose that we've never been in a situation where you know you have to, you know, mm-hmm. but if you knew you had to because of that, because he knows that he has to, yeah. but to actually do it. Yeah. I don't know if I, yeah. I think I, I would have done what he did, just went down and gunfire. Yeah. Yeah, but you killed a load more people before he did. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and he didn't know he was going to go down in gunfire. He kind of got cornered. He ran down that alley. I don't think that was his plan. But I think maybe that's why he, like, maybe he wasn't actually going to attack her. Mm. Uh, what was her name? I can't remember what her name was. Alex. Alex. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't actually going to attack her. He was just making it look like that. So then he knew that the cops would shoot him. Oh, maybe. That's hmm. actually, oh, it's very romantic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you being all soft. <laughs> for love. <laughs> yeah, no, I never thought of that. I don't know. I thought that he was going to, I suppose, the romantic side of a person. I thought he was going to just like lay down and just be like, no, I won't kill you as a werewolf. That's mm. what I, because I, I didn't remember the ending, but that's what I thought was going to happen. So I thought it was a bit sad. So maybe your, your way makes sense and kind of gives us that romantic ending Mm -hmm. there because Mm -hmm. i suppose there's still part of them in there isn't it you would assume like especially in that scene where she's saying i love you and then his facial expression kind of drops a little bit i wonder what what was said to her like what what would you say to someone after that though your boyfriend was a werewolf (laughs) like how do you (laughs) you had no idea because do you actually do you remember when um he was like Oh, I feel they're at his house or so at her house, and he's like, oh, "I feel alive. I feel like he's got loads of energy and stuff like that." Yeah. And then they, you know, the, 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 obviously, but does it give you kind of like I don't want to say superpowers, but does it like make you more of a goer? I don't because <laughs> 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 he, you know, he was proper like, you know, energetic. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. You know, so maybe it does give them. I'm wondering, like, we just did the fly. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's a situation like that where, because um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character in the fly, once he starts the transformation process, he, like, gets, like, superhuman strength a little bit, mm. and he's ready to go, and it's, like, sex 24-7. That's all he wants. So I'm wondering if it's sort of a play on that. Well, the fly came out after this, but I'm wondering if it's something to do with that, like with the whole transformation process. Cause I mean, a wolf is probably stronger than a human. So you would assume that part of their genes would be kind of splicing with the human genes. Yeah. Mm. Why do they go straight to that though? We're extra horny. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, why is it straight to that? I don't know. But I thought, yeah, he was very, um, very much active and uh, yeah, maybe it's that why. So there must have maybe, yeah, I'm only mix the two of them, but I think when you go werewolf, he can't control those urges to yeah. kill. 
quite a brutal fashion. Yeah, I thought it was very, I was quite surprised at how gory this was because I didn't remember. It definitely mm. needs to be an 18. Yeah. Because yeah. you find, for sure. Do you find that you watch films now that um, were 18s back in the day and you're like, nah, that should be a 15 yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, I come across that quite a lot, actually. But yeah, I definitely agree this one should be an 18. But I did, I did enjoy it. And I'm glad I, I've been thinking about watching it for a long time. So uh, yeah. I'm definitely glad I did it. Do you have anything else you guys can think of? And all your uh... notes that you've written? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's back near the start of the movie, but what did you guys make of the little, like, I don't know if they're Nazis, but like the Nazi werewolves <gasps> that he dreamt about. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, what was that one dream? Yeah, when the, the that, yeah, that was so was... weird. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> I loved that dream sequence. I thought it was awesome. It was vicious I, because yeah, he killed their siblings yeah. and they were kids. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was really cool. I don't know. Like it kind of the, whatever they were, they kind of reminded me of Rawhead Rex, like mm-hmm. mini, mini versions of Rawhead Rex. And I don't know. I just thought it was, it was funny in a sense, but like at the same time, it was just so chaotic. I was like, Oh my God. I'm all for <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought that was brutal. And the way they like kept that knife to his throat, why they did everything yeah. to everyone else. And then they, and then they slit it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he wakes up well he doesn't he's in his um hospital bed isn't he and yeah. then he wakes up and uh before he wakes up it's it's in there as well mm-hmm. i think that's when he starts yeah. is that when he starts hitting the buzzer to ask for the nurse was it after that uh, or was when jack was I, there i think when jack was there oh it was when jack was there but yeah no they yeah. those dreams were i suppose when you think about the stuff that john landis does because he's I think when you look at Jack and David, especially, you know, in the beginning, they're very laddish, like the way you'd see things like in Animal House and the Blues mm-hmm. Brothers. Um, but like, I wonder like how he jumps to that because he, he hadn't done any horror, had he? I don't think so. Because that's, that's Mm-mm. messed up. Like, <laughs> like to, get, to yeah. get that vision in your head of like, I could understand if he just sent people in there or werewolves in there or something in the dream, but to look like that, like mm-hmm. where does that come from? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's another um, odd decision. I thought he made whenever David wakes up at the zoo and he's butt naked and tries to lure the little kid over with the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a quid? Do you want a quid? <laughs> no, that Not a was... very good look. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I thought that was like, you know, we're stepping on some pedophile territory here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, and the way the little kid was like, but when he goes for a pound and he goes, no, he goes two pounds. And he's like, all right, then <laughs> I go over to this talking bush. And then he comes out. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And the, the coat, when he has the coat and he's standing at the bus stop and the way he's just got yeah. that coat on him and yeah. the way everyone's looking at him. <laughs> there was no money in that pocket because obviously how do you pay for bus? Um <clears throat> but yeah. No, I thought that was funny actually. Yeah, look at those two. Um I can't think of anything else. But uh yeah, that's the only other kind of little points I had. Yeah, what about you, Mark? No, I think we've touched on everything. I was gonna bring up that dream sequence too with the the whole Nazi werewolves or whatever they were. I just thought it was really funny. And in the it wasn't he running through snow wood at one point as well when he ripped a had started eating a deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Yeah. Why was he naked? Because he ripped off all of his clothes in his transformation. Yeah, but he hadn't transformed, so he just ripped them off. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, in that um, in the zoo when he was running around naked, the woman, you know, the woman he bumps into. Yeah. That little old lady. Apparently, she didn't know that he was going to be naked. Oh, and like no. this just like naked guy around it. So I thought that was I like little touches like that. It's kind of like I think it's to get a good reaction because sometimes it's mm-hmm. nice to get a more authentic reaction than telling someone, mm-hmm. you know, what's gonna happen. Yeah. I like those um yeah. not in every case, but in, in some cases. I yeah, guess there's uh, a lot of bush in this movie. There's a lot of bush. <laughs> <laughs> Male bush. <laughs> yeah. I guess um John Landis purposely had to not shoot any uh full frontal nudity with david 
because his character is Jewish and David is uncircumcised. I think I seen a little bit of a thingy there when he was running. Did you? I did. Maybe, Maybe I, I looked I saw closer a little bit than too. you did. Oh, yeah. Brooke looked too. <laughs> he was there with his magnifying glass. We're all going to go back and just like freeze it on, on the steam. What, so, so why couldn't he do it because he was Jewish? Because Jewish people traditionally are circumcised. Why does that matter? We're not allowed to see naked circumcises circumcised um well be, yeah, because if know. he's because david the actor david Naughton, he's not circumcised so if they oh, were, oh he wasn't okay sorry yeah so he oh, if right. he was portraying a jewish man traditionally he would have been circumcised hmm. but would that a jewish sense. man be circumcised i suppose people would they would question it probably if anybody even really cared they'd be like hmm <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this, that one. This is a plot hole. <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah. But no, you do, you do see a bit, so go back and have a good old look when he's running. <laughs> you, you two can sit and watch your porn together. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll just frame by frame through that scene. And you can pause some of the actual theatre stuff because they show... Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious with that, when that guy comes in and he's like, what are you doing? They're like, who are you? Basically, he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> just like... <laughs> that's like the worst porno ever um but yeah okay cool i can't think of anything else um so do you guys want to tell everyone where they can find your podcast and uh stuff social media yeah so we are on instagram at a podcast on elm street we also have a facebook page um but uh, we're predominantly on instagram uh, we have a link in our bio on there that has links to our T Public account where we have our merch. Um, there's also links to our Patreon account um, for people who wish to support the podcast that way. Uh, we also have links to our Letterboxd accounts, our Discord server, our Twitch accounts, and pretty much anywhere you can find us. We don't. We're we're not very active on a lot of that stuff, but. <laughs> You can um, find us there, but we're not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on Spotify, Google, Apple, like pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we're on there. No, I struggle with the Facebook one. I just, I let Instagram just send the picture over that I, if I want to promote, promote something. So I, yeah, I don't like, I don't know what mm-hmm. Twitch is. I've heard of it, but I don't know what that is. Is that it's gaming? Like, it, well, it's not strictly gaming, but that's usually what people do on there. It's It's just like a streaming thing. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm on Discord with um, the two chicks in the heart. Or is that yeah. yours I'm on? Is it theirs? It's theirs. Uh, probably theirs. Probably yeah. theirs. Yeah. We don't, so I don't use really ours know. very often. Okay. I don't really know what any of those things are. So Instagram, Twitter. That's all. <laughs> 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 my, my uh, thing. Okay, cool. Um, don't go straight away. Uh, okay, cool. We will. I will leave you at that and uh, chat to you again soon, hopefully. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for having us. You're welcome. Yeah, have thank you, you so again. much. Uh, pick something uh, with less porn in it. <laughs> 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 All right, bye, guys.